And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Is This Good? The show where we boldly, conclusively, and scientifically decide what things in this big wide world are good. I'm Matt Austin and with me are three amazing panelists from No Dunks, Tass Mellis, Lee Ellis, and Jason Doyle. Welcome to Is This Good? Thank you, Matt. Thanks for having great us. Great to be back. Great to, great to have some old favorites. Great to have some new favorites back. Uh, if you have topics for a future show, send them in to me at StartersMatt on Twitter or email us at isthisgoodpod at gmail.com. Now, the premise of the show is very simple. I'm going to give you a topic and you tell me if it's good. And if you're in the stream team on YouTube right now, make sure to vote. We're four people, so you could be breaking a tie. Very exciting. But first, some follow-up. Uh, last week, I'm sure, Lee, you were listening, we talked about uh, wearing, oh, yeah. AirPods, uh, wearing AirPods in public, you know, when you're around other people. And some people on the panel were very cavalier about it. They didn't see a problem with it. Um, so I proposed some situations where it might be awkward to leave them in. And Muhammad tweeted this in, and he said, I once hooked up with someone who had their AirPods on the entire time. <laughs> Lee, what do you think about that? Uh, I guess uh, they weren't a, uh, a, a, what's the word, a uh, hindrance anyway. Um, but I, find that, I would find that very awkward to talk to a girl if she's got AirPods in. But listen, maybe it was his moves. I don't know talk to her uh, i'm guessing they had sex that they hooked up is what uh, i'm reading that's, yeah, what, that's what i got out of it well okay but they must have it there must there must have been some sort of verbal exchange <laughs> yeah. prior to that no, yeah i know lee, lee does bring up a good point because it would be funnier if when he was talking to her at the bar she wasn't didn't have her airpods in. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> then she was like hold on a second well i mean gotta get in the mood yeah. you, you brought that joke up last week right that maybe you're into r&b while having sex, right? And maybe you want to put your AirPods in because of it. Yeah, well, I, I was trying to present a situation to Trey in which he would admit that having AirPods, <laughs> AirPods in was bad. And I said that as a joke that, you know, what would you do uh, if the person you were having sex with was wearing AirPods? And I guess it's happening in the wild. People are... <laughs> That's- yeah, people are crazy. That's unbelievable. I mean, music I think is important when you're making love. I think it's very sure. important. Yeah, but, but uh, how, how are you going to sing it into her well, ear if she's uh, wearing AirPods? Now, you know, we all have different tastes, so maybe you can just say, "You, you, <laughs> whatever suits you, babes, go for it," and I'll put on whatever works for me, I suppose. But I don't find that particularly romantic. I like no. it when there's a uh, a mutual sound in the air. <laughs> you know? the, the mutual well, sound. I wonder yeah. if Muhammad had AirPods in himself. Yeah. You know, you you guys brought up the uh, you know the silent dance parties. You have your headphones on. You're listening to music. Maybe they had their own particular music. I, I mean, you never know. Maybe they, maybe she was listening to this podcast maybe. as well. I mean, you know, is this good? And she was, like, you know, maybe Muhammad Whew. was like, uh, <laughs> that's that's an immediate <laughs> orgasm. 
<laughs> for who, you or for them? <laughs> Great, you know, I don't know. You, Both ways. It's, it's Matt will be, we're recording now, but Matt will be listening to the sound of his own voice tonight. <laughs> what I do is I ask JD to edit just the parts where I'm talking about. He sends me that file. And then uh, when Jill comes over, we put that on. And, but she, she doesn't want it just in my AirPods. She wants, she wants to hear it too. Nice. Um, but that's just um, that's just that's just me. Good follow. Uh, one more piece of follow up. Um, we talked about, or I talked about how if you don't really know your barber, if you don't have a good re- a relationship with them, that would be a situation where I would like to wear AirPods. You know, listen to a podcast while you're getting your hair cut. Um, so my old barber from Atlanta and Skeets' current barber, Jason, uh, texted me to say the following. <laughs> from the barber's point of view, I get an occasional client that has to wear AirPods for work calls and whatnot. But the best one ever was this guy's texting a girl he was dating, girlfriend, whatever. And she sends a page of breakup text followed by a phone call. So she's breaking up with him in the chair as I'm cutting his hair. I whispered, I'm guessing you're going to skip the shampoo today. <laughs> <laughs> so it happens. Yeah. I don't. I don't real fully understand why he couldn't text back and say, "I will speak to you, but can you call me in thirty minutes from now?" Right. That would have seemed reasonable to me, but yeah, I guess it needed to be done. The only the only problem I have with that story is, wouldn't the shampoo have already happened mm. if he's cutting his hair? No, no, you do. See, it's interesting. In the salon world, you're getting a pre-shamp. In the barber world, I think you're most often getting a post-champ. Really? Mm. Yeah, because, you know, you're getting the little hairs out in case you're going back to work or something. It's not down your neck and, you know, falling out all over. I guess I'm in salon mode. Yeah, me too. I've never had a post-champ. I'll I'll tell you this. My current place, I'm getting neither pre- nor post-champ. Interesting. I'm getting nothing. How do you feel? Is this good? Is that that a good thing? (laughs) It's not good, but the haircut's good and it's not expensive. Mm. So I'm just dealing with it. They're just, what, though, if they that, need to, they're uh, spraying it. That head massage you get when they are washing your hair is divine. <laughs> they're all back there like that, and they're just going crazy massaging your hair. That's one of the nicest feelings you can have. Wow. That's your instant orgasm. Uh, yeah, more or less, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a good thing you're wearing that smock. Yeah. Well, sometimes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, if you're in Atlanta, go see Jason at Pork Chops. Uh, you and Skeets could have the same barber. Okay, here we go. Remember, I'm going to give you a topic. You tell me if it's good. Our first topic was suggested by our friend Marge and also emailed in by Matt L. So I guess people really want us to talk about this. Farting around your partner. Is this good? Take it away, boys. Yeah, who who are you lobbing this up for? I feel like it's... Kind of designed for you, Lee. Well, you know, geared towards. Well, first off, I mean, this is your fifth show, and you're digging into the fart jokes already. I hope you're not running out of topics. (laughs) Not a joke. It's not a joke. Okay, but I also think serious concern that people go through. Yeah, I know. I I just sort of think that you're (laughs) the newest to a relationship there, and I think you're trying to sort of get an idea. How long have you and Jilly there been together now? It's been. No, I'm just trying to get an idea because it's usually it takes a few months before you, you know, you you, you develop that comfort. Yeah, well, you feel comfortable enough to let one go, and uh, maybe that's what you're you're sort of approaching that territory now. Is that uh, well? It's it's that? interesting that you ask. Again, these are topics that are sent in. I have no control. People send them in. We have to control. talk about them. But when I was that's uh, what doing I say. Some that's research. what I say around my partner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Um, according to AskMen.com, in a survey of a thousand adults, men reporting reported waiting an average of six and a half months before passing gas in front of their partner. Wow. While women tended to wait 1.3 years. Um, and as to your question, Lee, yes. uh, Jilly, as you call her, uh, we're <laughs> uh, we're about six months in, so I think Ooh, I have yeah. like so, yeah. midway into September to start to start. You're, you're basically go. getting clearance right now. You're going to say to Jill, I heard on a podcast that after six and a half months, <laughs> it's fine. So, so, so it hasn't happened yet, Matt, is what you're saying. It. I mean, obviously, it it's happened, but I'm. You know, look, I, as someone. I think as anyone that's just when you just start dating, um, you're sort of trained not to do it because you know you don't you don't want to be rude, you don't want to be judged, you don't want to <laughs> right. be rejected, you don't want it to be awkward, um, and the brain is is stronger than the butt, and I've just been so conditioned not to that it, it does take me off. We've talked about it before. Be careful, Matt. Don't me- make it too strong. Don't make it too strong. You might uh, end up doing more damage. Just. Uh- <laughs> Word, word of advice, okay? Was this personal experience? <laughs> yes, of course it was. You know the story. The trapped wind yes, story, Yes, of course. Oh, uh, okay. Well, I'm sure most people have heard this story. Let me, let me just summarize it very quickly, and then you could, you could take the end. So you're, going, you're at a, um, a, an NBA basketball game with a girl that you just started No, dating. no, we'd been dating for a while, but um, okay. it, it was more just, it was, a, it was a Raptors magic game, Tracy McGrady back in town. Okay, God, this <laughs> okay. is why I didn't want you to tell the story. Well, I'm just, I'm just saying. So there was a lot of people packed around. I was eating all this popcorn, and you know, I mean, popcorn—way too much. They give you. You can't stop eating it. I felt a couple, and I was just like, I, I just can't. I just can't. I had to hold on to it. Had I, you ever farted around her? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That that. Oh, I you mean, had around her, yeah. But it was more. I was just like, this one could, yeah, you know, this one could do a bit of damage in the uh, surrounds. So I, uh, I decided to hang on. Yeah, but you're in a crowd full of strangers. <laughs> yeah, but you it was, could blame it on anybody. Yeah, but but I, I was worried that she would look at me and go, okay, I know that's one of yours, you know, and, <laughs> and give away the game, you know, blow my cover. Oh, because she knows the scent. Yeah, she's yeah, familiar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> Uh, okay, so so you're holding in the fart. First yeah. quarter goes by holding in the fart. Second yeah. quarter goes by holding in the fart. Then yeah. what happens? Well, then I just thought, you know, once we're in, uh, you know, once the game's over on your way home, you, you know, then you've got a bit more freedom. Mm-hmm. And I went to bed that night and I felt a little tight in the stomach. And then mm-hmm. I woke up at, I don't know, three o'clock in the morning and I just couldn't vomit and I couldn't fart. <laughs> and I know it's jokes. It's great to laugh and have a great, you know, because fart jokes are always funny in that. I've never been in more physical pain than I was in that moment because it's basically like you are being suffocated on the inside and you can't <laughs> you try farting when your body is saying we're not letting a fart out either way burping or farting because it's the same basically it's either right it's either up or down and uh, and so I thought oh, I'll be I'll, fi- I'll be fine I'll, I'll fight through it I think I started eating breakfast and I'm just like oh my god you know I couldn't do it couldn't it's just do more it pressure and it was and and then before I knew it I was like on the ground just like oh my god do something rush to hospital thinking like I'm dead I'm gonna die <laughs> I just I didn't want to step I, in because I don't know this part of the story you say rush to hospital <laughs> did she find you on the floor and rushed you to the well, hospital well she was in the house and, and she was kind of like you know because you try to walk it off and you try to eat and you try to go to mm. the toilet you try you think it's gonna it's gonna come out and it was just getting worse and tighter and tighter and tighter. And so, yeah, it was a taxi just down to uh, – what's that hospital down on the Danforth? Um, East uh, General? 
No, it wasn't East General. There's another one there. Uh, anyway, okay, a hospital. You went to a hospital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A real and, hospital. And, you know, you go to the emergency <laughs> Not room. Not a fart hospital. <laughs> you go to the emergency room. Uh, and, yeah. uh, is, this, is this an I think you should leave bit? No, in the emergency room, there's like 25 people waiting with various ailments. And I'm like, I'll, I'll be dead by the time they get to me. <laughs> What did you say? What did you say to the triage nurse? You know when you no, well, they had to wheel like- me in in a wheelchair because I couldn't walk, and I was like, oh, like screaming in pain. Uh-huh. The, and the and the nurse initially is trying to get my blood pressure, and she's and I'm like, I can't hold my arm, and she's like, you're gonna have to keep your arm straight. And I, Does it look like I'm faking this? Do you think you this is like you couldn't you hold your arm? I could. I was just. I was like, I'm telling you, man. Like, imagine someone <laughs> strangling you. Right, it's yeah. it's the truth. I mean, like <laughs> I can imagine that. And then and then they're like, okay, there's something wrong here. They they rush me off, and uh, what they do is they just give you a muscle relaxant, which eases in the intestine. You pass out because you're just from all the energy and the exhaustion and stuff like that. And you wake up and you feel fine. You're like, what the hell happened? They said yeah, they said you're you had that. <laughs> they said you basically you basically had trapped wind, and we had to just loosen your intestine, and, and now you're fine. And I'm like, oh. You know, what so did they, they do to you while you were out? Wow. That's the, yeah, that's, that's the great They had you like yeah. a baby with your ankles yeah. going back yeah, and yeah. forth like well, this. Well, I, I wonder if they did because that's what you do. <laughs> you, know, you know what it's like with kids. At the, you know, early on you're yeah. trying to you, – you can tell when they're sort of tight and they're tensed up and you've got to try to loosen it up. So Massage that belly, uh, sure. I, th- I think they yeah. put you to sleep so that you didn't oh. know that they just bring in like a yoga teacher to yeah. put you in happy uh, baby or something. You're in, in that moment though, you'd, I'm like, I want to hug the uh, nurse and the doctors because I'm just like, I don't care what you did, but thank God that's over because it was, uh, it was awful. It was awful. Okay, so, and what was the advice they gave you Well, the, the doctor came to me and I, I explained to him what happened. He said, what happened? I told him and he said, well, Popcorn, yeah. man. Yeah. So much popcorn. <laughs> did, you tell, did you tell the doctor, you tell the doctor that Tracy McGrady Well, I, I, I said, I, you know, I was checking my fantasy team and all that, you know, there was a lot going on that night I couldn't leave I wanted to see uh, anyway uh, because they prescribed these like huge drugs for me. like no these drugs for some reason I, I can't remember why but I remember when I went to get the uh, prescription and the uh, and the lady there was like are you sure you they were right these ones prescribed to you and I'm like I don't know the doctor just the doctor told me to take these and she said okay she said just so you know these are pretty strong drugs I'm like alright well I'm not here to question the doctor and then uh, and then I had a follow up a week later and, and he said how you doing I said fine he goes yeah well you just have to you can't hold them in anymore because that's what happens sometimes is you hold on to them too tight so, Lee, Lee, un- Lee unscrews the cap and shakes them into his palm and it's just <laughs> eight black beans <laughs> a couple of prunes in there as well and uh so, okay, uh, so, yeah. so what you're telling me is, according to the medical community, yes. know, it doesn't matter if you're embarrassed at the start of your relationship, you can fart and you could tell your partner, I have to do this. <laughs> well, no, because it, again, that wasn't from the start. That was, that was when I was trying to be well-mannered and, uh, and respectful and it backfired. So, um, you know. I, well, I, I it think it didn't backfire. It didn't <laughs> well, that's backfire. right. You wouldn't yeah, have been in that that's situation. right. Yeah, banana <laughs> in the tailpipe type uh, situation. But uh, yeah, so I think overall, I mean, now you know, again, because I'm instructed by medical science and experts, <laughs> if I feel the need, I just uh, make my way to a separate part of the house or the you know wherever we are, and that's, uh, that's you how know. you do it. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay so you nice. don't fart in front of your partner? No, no, no. I mean, no, I don't. I, I've been together. 16 years so yes it's obviously happened at some point but there's no intent behind it there's no like hey babes come here for a sec you know or anything like that it's uh you know you you find you find your privacy and you uh okay follow doctor's orders so so, okay so are you saying it's good or not Mm -hmm. 
Well, I'm saying it's not good. I'm, I wouldn't. I wouldn't okay, recommend so you go around and fart around your uh, partner. No. Hmm. Okay, so I'm let's hear from someone else. <laughs> I I think it's great. It's not good. Okay. It's great. It's great. Is this great? <laughs> Farting around your partner? Yeah. From yes. the man who doesn't fart. I do fart, actually. Oh, yeah, well, oh. I think you did in Secrets. Vegas, by the way. In the I did not. I did not. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think your partner, if you can't fart it around your partner, I mean, who you, you're not farting around anybody. You guys fart around whoever except your partners. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's the thing. I mean, that's different when it's friends because you're not sharing, you know. If you can't fart around your friends, yeah. then who can yeah, your friends? Okay, so so Lee, are you saying that if you were farting around your partner, then it would, uh, the romance would be gone, well, in a sense? Yeah. Again, like like I'm not going up to Roxana when I feel a fart and saying. No, but I, why going up to? What if you're in the car? What if well, you're no, in yeah, bed? No, again, what if you're watching a movie? Yeah. Where, no. I mean, no. No. That that's when again, you know, I'll excuse myself. I'm not. You get up from the bed. Yeah, definitely under the bed. The bed's probably one of the worst places because it just like it can be smothered and you know really like hung around. You know, there's no, there's no, there's no <laughs> smothered and covered. Lee sounds farting like there's no like outlet there for hash it. Browns so, at Waffle yeah, I, I, yeah, definitely not in the bed bedroom area. But uh, you know, I mean, again, like if 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 she's in the living room and I'm in the kitchen, I mean, you're fairly in a safe, you know, safe area then. So. Dylan, okay, so- Dylan in the stream team writes, long-winded answer. Very funny. <laughs> uh, I, I can't believe that three-quarters of the people on the stream are saying, this is good. I Farting. believe it. Why? I don't get I, it. I, hey, this is my romantic advice for everybody out there. Farting Male or female, party. fart early and fart often. <laughs> right off the bat, get it out of the way. Then you're not... You're not tiptoeing around. You're not. You don't have the trapped wind problem. You are. You're comfortable. That yeah. just means I'm comfortable around you. And when this, I was going over the the topics with Rachel this morning, and and it, I was like, from my perspective, thinking, huh, oh, what am I going to say about this one? And then she was like, Oh my God, you're going to talk about how much I fart around you because. <laughs> It's at least triple, at least triple what I fart around her. She farts around me. She farted. I already know that she farted 10 times this morning. Like that was before noon around me. And she was away from me for, you know, three hours or something. So, Well, JD, um, I I read, um, I was reading up on on this situation. Oh, she does listen to this. But I, I don't understand. Would she prefer... That she farts in front of you? Like, would that be her preference? (laughs) I mean, she, I was standing here this morning and she stood right here (laughs) knowing we were doing this topic and just. Why isn't she on the show? Come on. I mean, that's crazy. Like, like she doesn't want to hear your farts. I'm sure you don't want to hear her farts. Oh, I don't care. We're all human, Tess. I get it. I get. I get the whole comfort thing. I'm, I'm just saying a preference. I'm, uh, would you? Do you want to hear your partner's farts? Do you want to smell your partner's farts? Yes, <laughs> absolutely you're comfortable. Not. Absolutely not. Exactly. <laughs> so the answer is not good. It's not good. Okay. If you had it your way, it should be not good. The the, com- <laughs> the comfort thing, like you can do, you can show that you're comfortable in other ways. Right I'm, I'm surprised, Tess. I thought you were going to say good for sure. And yeah. to back up JD, I, I, I'm not saying I don't do it. I do it. Well, okay. Yeah. Plenty. I'm not perfect. But in a perfect world, 
I would not fart. But I don't imagine. Yeah, but I don't in a imagine. perfect world, I would choose to not have to fart ever. Like, I right. wish yeah. our bodies didn't work that way in, in weird, awkward <laughs> noises coming from the, the top and bottom. Is, is, yes, uh, yes, it's that, I, I, I wish we didn't have to poop. Right. I wish I didn't have Preach. to pee because I, I got to pee already in the show. We, I, we got no breaks in this show. Well, so what? You want food pills? Is this good? Food pills instead of food? Like get all your nutrients in, in a supplement? No, you can't live like that, Matt. Well, I don't even think that would guarantee because well, I don't no, know. I, I don't Anyways, I'm yeah. um, I, I am I'm shocked. I, I think if you asked a hundred people and you said <laughs> and you asked, I, I'm shocked. We three, just asked. I know, people. but they're wrong. <laughs> Maybe they heard they heard Lee's retelling of the story, mm. which which I'm glad he did because I didn't remember a lot of the the mm. hospital talk. Well, yeah, I mean, mm. it happened more than one. It happened once in London too, uh, <laughs> which was even worse. Because Cause, cause you were at Buckingham Palace. No, no, no. I was in central London, and uh, and I could feel it coming on. And I had the only the only toilet I could use was this public toilet, like down. I think it was near Bank Station, down these steps, dirty, uh-huh. drug den type of thing. And I was to like, fart? No, because I tried to. I had to try to have a poop. Oh. And uh, you know, I just walked in, and I'm like, well, I know, you know. Some other people have got some issues, but I need a poo. I gotta find a poo here, and I couldn't do it. And it was like, all right, I gotta get out of here. It was crazy. So, first of all, why is that crazy? Second of all, that's not a story about you having a fart. Well, it's the same thing. It was the same feeling, and I had to go. I had to go to hospital again then. But it was I was able to because I could feel it coming on. So I was like, all right, I've gone to hospital, and they. Why did you take some muscle relaxants? Well, I did when I got. I said, I know what I've got, and you need to give me these muscle relaxants. And I'm like, you know, and they're like, okay. I was in and out. I zipped in and out that time. <laughs> they said, sorry, but that medication you got in America, that's illegal here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's too strong. Yeah. It's crazy. So what was the psychologist thing yeah. you were Oh, gonna... she's saying, so I'm quoting, couples, are, couples who are comfortable do, uh, doing so, she means farting in front of each other, may have more adventurous sex lives because they're comfortable with their bodies and have less mm-hmm. inhibition, fears, and insecurities. Hmm. They yeah. may or they may not. Okay. <laughs> but they may. But they may, oh, or, or they're disgusted by their partner. I'm sure it's killed the mood in many relationships. Oh, I can't uh, imagine well, having. I mean, yeah, but hold, hold on. Like, you're not. We're not talking about when you're having sex. You're just talking about daily yeah. activities. Mm-hmm. Also, if you farted during sex, uh, kind of hilarious. <laughs> well, well, of course, farts are hilarious. Uh, and and for comedy purposes uh, at all right, times, I don't mean during yeah. sex. I meant, you know, in some foreplay beforehand, uh-huh. potentially, you know, the half hour <laughs> leading up to sex. Yeah. <laughs> you hear a fart, could be turned off. Yeah. Good half fun. hour, good for you, Tess. Yeah. No, 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 not the foreplay. I'm not saying not the, the foreplay. Half hour, are you kidding me? No, I just mean. I just mean he, can, it, he can't spare half hour. He's got to go fart in, in a different in room. In a different room. What's wrong with that? I wish I had that discipline. I wish I could do that. JD, just one question though. Like you're obviously comfortable around your wife, great, yeah. fine. Why have you been so stealthily about farting around us? I mean, when there's farts, oh, he's flying. insulted. <laughs> I mean, don't don't you feel like it's free to flatulate whenever you I feel? Think, well, I just think it's rude in front of other people. But my wife is my wife. And she it's feels funny, very free to fart in front of me. Yeah, no, I, I get it. It's just a swerve on, on on convention for me because most people, I think, would feel more comfortable around their friends than they would their partner. Interesting. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm yeah. a partner. I mean, yeah. we're all friends. I'm most comfortable. <laughs> Whenever Rachel farts, this is my new joke. This is my new joke that I do. 
which is really gross, but uh, and she hates it, but it's kind of <laughs> cutting down on the farts. And it's whatever she farts, I go, queef. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> and she's disgusted with me. I said, how dare you? And then she'll leave the room. Oh, man. It's perfect. Well. Okay, so Tariq, so uh, we've got room ten a times not today. good from Lee. We've got a not good from Tass. We've got a good from JD. I'm oh. honestly, I don't do this, but again, I've got, uh, we're September, so I've got till September 15th to make this thing happen. Mm. I'm going to say good because it does hurt my stomach and I want to be comfortable around her um, and I want her to be comfortable around me so you know I'll give you an update in a couple weeks and sorry Jill uh, and Jill has not farted in front of you yet that you are aware of or or that you want to reveal uh, yeah then I'm aware but but again yeah. she's like you go ahead do it I'm not but I'm totally cool with you doing it but I'm not gonna follow suit <laughs> So but maybe I just need to break the sound barrier. <laughs> Do it. Chuck Yeager that shit. And, you know. <laughs> okay. And the stream team's saying good. So, yeah, the goods have it. Nice. Wow. Okay. Opposite. Opposite. Hate to move on, but I have to. Here we go. <laughs> Next topic. Standing at a seated concert. Is this good? So, you're at a concert. There's seats. Not general admission. People get there. They're sitting down. The show starts. Standing at a seated concert. Is that good? Right. Well, uh, I mean, I, yes, I suppose it's good. I mean, if it's, okay, you're at a Garth Brooks concert. Mm-hmm. Everyone around you is sitting. Mm-hmm. Friends in Low Places comes on. Your favorite mm-hmm. song or whatever. Yeah. You got to stand up, right? Gotta like stand up. You got to stand up. Even though there's a sea of people around you. And a person behind you, you're going to stand up. That's what we're talking about here, right? I'm absolutely going to stand up. Yes. I, I hate sitting during a concert. Yes. I, I, me is moi aussi. Okay. So you can go to a concert that's at a theater, but that, it doesn't mean that's the opera. It's a rock show. Yes. I mean, I'm talking about a rock show. I mean, yeah. I mean, or hip hop, whatever. Right. Country. Yeah. Um, I hate sitting during a concert, but the last thing I want at a fun night out is conflict. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, what I, what the best case scenario is for me is that the people in the row in front of me stand up. Right. Then I can stand up without fear of reprisal from the person behind me. Cause like, say, Hey, it's not my fault. They're standing. It's unfortunate. You feel that way that you have to stand only if the people stand in front of you, because a ticket gives you the right to stand no matter what, no matter what the Agreed. situation. I, so some people would say a ticket gives you a ticket for the seat means you have to sit. And someone would say my my right when I bought this ticket is to be able to sit in the seat I bought and see the show, which I can't see when you're standing. So stand up. I mean, <laughs> no, it's fine. If you want to sit, fine. But you can't then tell someone else, even if they're right in front of you, you've got to sit too because I'm sitting. If you sit, you choose to sit. And the person in front of you standing, having a good time, that's their, their fun, their prerogative. You can't say... You can't give them the tap on the shoulder. Sit down. Come on. We're at a concert. Have you ever gotten the tap? Yes, I have at Bon Jovi at Wembley. I got the tap. And then the very next song, John said, I want everyone on your feet. I said, yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so did you point, you point at the stage and say, sorry. No, I, did, I didn't point at the stage, but I just did the like, ah, you know, right, right standing up because I was like, I'm not sitting down at Wembley. 
So sorry, what song was playing when you were standing I and you think, were asked? Yeah, I think it was "You Give Love a Bad Name," which is impossible. And people were to sit sitting. Down. Yeah. Well, like I say, the guy gave me the tap because the song before it, I can't remember. But but well, I. T- what if it's a ballad, like a bed of roses? Well, again, again, if if you choose to sit, fine. Some songs aren't like you know standing up, rocking away like that. But to ask somebody else in front of you because they're blocking your view because they're standing, that gets no respect from me. I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm standing. I don't care if you're going to sit. I'm yeah. standing. I don't, I don't think there's a line. I don't think... <clears throat> it can be any type of music. It doesn't yeah. matter if it's ballad after ballad after ballad after ballad. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I, I saw John Legend in, in Vegas where I'd say like 90% of mm. the audience didn't know who the hell John Legend was because... <laughs> They're getting comps. They're there, and they see a ticket for John Legend. Oh, who's this guy? He's probably a magician. I can't wait to go see the show. <laughs> uh, and so uh, most people didn't know who he was. And I, like you, Matt, I'm unfortunately way too conscious of everybody around me. So I was standing up with Danielle, and at times we said, let's sit down. There's the, Everybody around mm. us is sitting mm-hmm. down. It sucks. And it, it took the life out of the concert for me. I should have just stood the whole time. I was, you know, belting out ballads. Mm. I, I don't think... <laughs> I love this ballad from you, John. <laughs> I'm happy to stand. Uh, but I don't... I, I think, yeah, whether it's country or it doesn't matter what type... Uh, maybe in, if, it, if you're seeing a symphony, mm. you can sit. Yeah. Maybe that's oh, the 100%. Line. Symphony. You don't need to stand for that. Opera. Opera, right. Jazz, maybe even. Well, but if you wanted, well, if you want, I don't know. If jazz. you loved opera the way, let's say, I love rock music, and the guy is in the midst of his Figaro Figaros, <laughs> do people stand? Is that like a big moment? I don't. I've never been to the opera. And again, mm. that's where it comes down to individual choice. If you're a stander and you're at a concert, stand. Yeah, but I it's did. not a general admission show. First of all, I agree with you. I'm just going to devil's advocate right. for a second. It's not a general admission show. So there, it's not a pit where everyone's standing. Right. There are seats. You bought a seat. Yeah. So someone is going with the reasonable expectation that I will be sitting. And fine. That doesn't mean the person in front of them has to have that same belief, though. Because it's music. Music makes us do different things. Like, if you go to a movie, then it's a different story because you're not expected to stand at a movie, I, right. I think, generally. But at a concert, I mean... You try. I always try to get floor, like uh, general admission floor seats, floor uh, access anyway, so that you can mm-hmm. move around. It's that's really the only way to enjoy a concert. Yeah, for me, I wouldn't go. I, I haven't been to a concert where I'm actually sitting <clears throat> down in twenty years. Like I just mm. won't. It's not worth it to me. Mm. Yeah. So. Yeah. You- would you ask at at a general admission thing? Would you ever? Well, I guess the answer is no, but what do you, what do you think about a, a super tall person standing in front of you at a general admission show? As someone that's 5'5", five five, this is obviously a problem for right. me. Yeah, but again, do you think you... I, I could tap that person and say, would you mind stepping behind me? You could, mm. sure. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't, but... <laughs> <laughs> would you mind putting me on your shoulders? <laughs> 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 that's why all all shows should have a sloped floor. That's that's your I, best yeah. case scenario. That's the best. Uh, Tassie, what's the crowd? So what's the stream team saying? Stream team, surprisingly, pretty even. Good, fifty five percent. To 40. I understand. I like. I think also older generation. Like if my parents went to a show and it was seated, they probably wouldn't be thrilled if people the row in front of them was standing. Yeah. I don't yeah. think they would say anything. But yeah. it just feels like the one, the one ticket you buy. Where that that sort of idea goes out the door. Lee brought up a theater. Of course, you got to sit down. 
if you're on, like, you know, have your own private show. Make enough money where you can get that performer where you'll have a private show. Or like, you know, you, you, you have to sit on a plane. People complain about, oh, this person can't put in their carry-on into the overhead well enough. And, you know, like, get your own private jet. Ride first class. <laughs> like, it, I, I think, I, I don't know. I just, I, I make the comparison because it just feels like the one ticket that you buy where, I know, I get, I get you're not in a pit, Matt. I, I feel that. But that's a concert, man. Yeah. I mean, I, Concerts aren't like even the opera. Because even most, the opera, I, I think people would enjoy standing at the opera as well. Like three you said. hours, three and a half hours long, man. You got to stand at some point. Mm. I guess there's an intermission. Here, how about this? Speaking of opera, pressure to give a standing ovation when you're not really you don't want you don't want to. Like, do you oh. stand with everybody? Yeah, I do because I'm a sheep. But uh, yeah. it's <laughs> I, I'm like I'm always like. I do the look to my right, look to my left. My I'm like, really? Yeah. We this? doing this for this? Do you just feel bad for this person? It's because that's how I'm taking it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Almost never. Almost there should almost be no standing. You should have like five standing <laughs> ovations in your life, and you can only use five. <laughs> Interesting. So be like a that. little more judicious. Yes. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Okay, next topic. The limbo, as in the dance, the limbo. <laughs> is this good? Who has thoughts? Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's good. It's got okay. a, it's got a stigma. Undoubtedly, it's got a stigma. Does it? Yeah. What's the stigma? It's cheesy. It's played out. Okay. Okay. I like mean, a conga line. Yeah, it's just done. It's just right. It's just everybody does it. So. I, I mean, I asked. I asked my man Ryan Sutton, who's uh, getting married next week. You can have the limbo at your wedding. He said, "God no, f f no." When was the last yeah. time you were somewhere that the limbo broke out? Oh, like for adults, yeah. I, I haven't seen it for an adults party, like kids parties all the time, but uh, for an adults, I'd say it's. I've seen it at a wedding. I think, yeah, kids parties for sure. Yeah, a, a wedding, I guess. Yeah, a wedding is but great. By the way, it's a great icebreaker. Just because, just because Ryan hasn't planned to have it does not mean that a limbo yeah. will break out. Because it doesn't it's not take like, much. I mean, you could tie two ties together and. Uh-huh. There you go. Right. Wow, yeah. a spontaneous limbo. It doesn't I I just get excited just yeah. hearing it because it just just feels like it's an icebreaker it get pe- gets people on the dance floor, it gets people involved, it gets people uncomfortable. Which is yeah, which right. is which is what you want. I, and there'll be some giggles. <laughs> I haven't bent backwards in years. I, uh, right? I would argue that the ice is already broken if a spontaneous limbo <laughs> breaks uh-huh. out. Uh-huh. But, uh-huh. but yeah, it's fun. It is fun. Yeah. I'm saying it's good. Yeah. Okay. I'd say it gets people around. It'll get some involved that 
even if the ice is broken, as you said, JD, even if it's not spontaneous, even if it's planned, like I, you know, I tried to encourage my man Ryan Setton at his wedding to do it, even though he's adamant that no, it's cheap. He said it's cheesy. It's, uh, you know, it's a little too campy, I guess. Uh, you've got to do it now. Yeah, you yeah. Have you and Daniel, and he's have got, to, yeah, yeah. And he's going to, and the next day he's going to say to me, "Wow, Tass, you're right." <laughs> Thank the you. limbo, the limbo. Limbo is a hit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would say the limbo can bring energy and ice break a bad party, but I also think it can kind of detract from a good party. Mm. Like if everyone's already dancing and the, the vibe is good, if someone's like, all right, okay, and then it's like... <laughs> First of all, do you like the limbo song no. itself? The, no. the chubby checker limbo yeah, rock? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, not a fan. That's a good point. You don't bring it in if the vibes are good. It doesn't really yeah, make a yeah, lot of sense. Right. It's a reviver, I guess. Yeah. Whew, it's a well, make-or-breaker you know definitely... in that case then, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> yeah. if you're like, all right, let's try the limbo, the, the party's probably dying at that point. Yeah. Like, this might save it, or people are just like, I'm going to sit down. <laughs> don't stand while the limbo's on. You've got to sit down. <laughs> if you're standing, that means you want to go in the limbo. If you're sitting, yeah, no. Is is anyone confident that they could limbo right now? Uh, like, no. Yeah, I, I've, I'm 40 years old, and I've never understood how people bend in that yeah. way. I thought about, like, should I work on this? Like, is this a skill I should develop? But yeah. I, I would guess Skeets is the only one that could limbo Yeah, out of this group. Well, you were doing some yoga, Matt. You never did a, a bridge. You know how you Yeah, it's not it's not my forte. It's no. not my forte. Oh no. It's not fun. But yeah, I thought about developing it as a, a skill as well. <clears throat> and when this came up in the uh, the itinerary for today in the rundown, I I tried to bend my back and see if I could do it. Um, <laughs> nice. No. Nothing. Not, no. Yeah. I mean, no. Not good. Not not good. But limbo good, I yeah. would say. You know where limbo's great is roller skating. Because I've never seen that. I yeah, they used yeah. to do it all the time, yeah, but yeah. but you generally you would do the splits to do it. Yeah, uh, at some point, like I remember, all the girls were able to just they could go lower than their actual yeah. roller skates, yeah. which was crazy. Yeah, crazy to see. Roller skating is so lower much than fun. their roll. Oh, I see what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, like the that, skates that, that themselves. Sounds crazy. Yeah. yeah, just the the weight balancing yeah. seems off to me. I know, but. It's cool when you, if somebody's good at it. Yeah, it's very cool to watch. <laughs> I'm not doing it, but um, okay. So things that I think are good about it: bring energy to a bad party. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the phrase "How low can you go?" That's good. <laughs> Fun phrase. It is, and you could say like, I, if we didn't have the limbo, would that be a phrase in the lexicon? I don't think so. Not in Maybe a good not. way. Not in a good way. Um, bad things if you get stuck holding the limbo stick. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, no one's coming to save you from that, are they? No one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Uh, the song, not good. Yeah. No. Uh, and um, unfortunately, in the little bit of research I did about the limbo, just to see like where, where, how old is this thing? Where does it come from? I did find out that um, it's a Trinidadian hmm. dance. Okay. And um, rather than parties, it was performed at funerals. Um, wakes and other somber occasions because and this isn't like it doesn't seem like this is confirmed confirmed but it people think that it originated from slavery like the motion of the limbo um, recreates like being put on a slave ship really? so that's fucking about as dark as it yeah. gets so limbo. I, I guess the limbo is cancelled <laughs> limbo bad 
Don't, don't, uh, sorry to ruin Ryan Seton's wedding, but I don't think anyone should be limboing yeah, anymore. I'll wow. send that. Also, in. like, I mean, the other reference to limbo I found was that it's like, um, uh, in Catholic um, orthodoxy, the place where babies who die before yeah. they're baptized go. So that doesn't seem good. Well, I'm glad you brought all that <laughs> up anyway. Yeah. yeah. Well, look, I, I got I to keep it. I Next time I'm seeing at a kid's birthday yeah. party, I'm going to say, right, are you kids? Get out. What are you doing? Get out. Get out. <laughs> well, it's like, um, it's sort of like the um, uh, ring around the rosy, right? Yeah. Like, isn't that from the plague? Mm-hmm. Like, ashes, ashes, we all fall down? Dark. Very <laughs> dark. dark. <laughs> okay. We're going to move on. <laughs> Uh, our next topic was submitted by David S., who asks, mixed gender bachelor or bachelorette parties, is this good? Mm. Okay, now let's first discuss a bachelor party where there's just like, let's say, one girl there. Okay. Like your old friend, and you invite her. And then maybe we can move on to ones where it's like a more conscious, like, buck and doe party or stag and hen or whatever they call them, where, where you're purposefully combining the bachelor and the bachelorette party into one party. So have any of you been to a bachelor party where there was a member of the opposite sex? Sure. You have? Yeah. Oh, okay. You surprised? Just, by that? just like one. Uh, honestly, a little bit surprised. Yeah. yeah. Just, yeah just, like, just one. Yeah. One. Yes, because one, they one were female. in the groom's party sort of thing or. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Lifelong friend. Okay. Um, it's totally fine. Okay. That's it. I mean, there's not. I have. I. Well, there were no girls at your bachelor party, Tassie. That's true. I mean, I haven't had a platonic relationship in <laughs> forever. Uh, so, so um, I mean, as, as far as that goes, as far as being inclusive, there's no problem with that. I mean, as a bigger topic about you know fundraising, raising money, I think is more of my like the buck and doe thing. Mm. I that's where I get. If you're going to have it, anyone could come. I, I don't have an issue with that. Right. The inclusivity. Go, fine. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, so you're saying you do have a problem with buck and doe parties? Yeah. I just, I, it, the whole idea of a buck and doe, the whole idea is to raise money. A, a buck and doe is to. Is it? Yeah. For the broad and groom. Sometimes, yeah. yeah I mm. guess so. But yeah, it also can be just a party, right? Like, uh, I guess. The thing that confuses me—it's not really an engagement party, though. It's fundraising. Buck and Doe is there's always. I think. Yeah, there is. Okay, why does it have to be though? Like, if if you're having a bachelor party, all men, and a bachelorette party, all women, and those aren't fundraisers. If you decide to have one together, why does that de facto mean it's a fundraiser? I think a Buck and Doe. I would say generally, is a fundraiser. It's not a bachelor and bachelorette party. It's more of a like a shower, a wedding shower. Uh, in a woman's case and in a men's case, they don't use they don't have one, so they get lumped into the buck and doe. That's, mm. that's how I. Feel. Well, I get, but it's also what? How is it different than an engagement party? That's what I don't really understand. Well, there, the buck and doe will there'll be games, there'll be uh, card games, there'll be raffles. They bring right. the prizes so we can raffle it off and raise money for the bride and groom while engagement party. There could be there'll be could be gifts, but it's more of a. It's it's more of a party without raising money. <laughs> really. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's totally different. The buck and does yeah. I've been to are, are all about the dollar dollar bills, which mm. it's like don't have as extravagant as a, of a wedding if you're just trying to raise money. Yeah. Well, I had a buck and doe 
Tass. Yeah. Wow. Oh, you Tass. What did you do? <laughs> but uh, well, the reason we had a buck and doe was because we were we got married in Mexico, so there were a lot of people that couldn't go. So we okay. thought, eh, we'll just have a party. But I remember going into it thinking this is just going to be a party, and then somebody gave me a pile of cash at the end of it, and I didn't realize. People were collecting money, and I never really thought about it. But it did end up being a, a fundraiser, I guess, but mm-hmm. not intentionally by us, I, as I remember. Like it was just like, well, let's just give people a chance to, you know, hang out with us as a couple before we go get married. Oh, yeah. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, but I, th- but I think maybe people were just like, uh, maybe we should be like raising money for these guys. I don't know. Like it just, I mean, it was. Well, pretty- did you want to have a bachelor party though, JD? Uh, no, not really. It's not really my thing, my style, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. What about you, Lee? Did you have one? Yes, I did. Uh, down in uh, Niagara Falls. Same with me. Yeah. Did you yeah. go to the Sundowner? <laughs> yes. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, okay, and that's a strip club? That's a strip bar, yeah, a strip uh-huh. club, yeah. We don't had, don't uh, ask like you didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what do we have? I'm we Michael like, Barbaroing it. Yeah. Okay, I'm, uh, I'm Michael being Barbaro. The idiot. See you tomorrow. Yeah, we just had two <laughs> nights, uh, two nights down in Niagara, gambling, drinking, two strippers. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. Well, wow. people flew in from Australia and and Peru and uh, um, London for that. Yeah, they people stayed for the whole week. Yeah. Wow. Well, was your hot brother there? Yes, he flew in from okay. Sydney. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so, so now, to were there any Niagara Falls? Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, that's first of all, that's poor like a bastard. Yeah, well, that, well, Louis, Louis, my mate Louis was the uh, the tough one because he flew in, he flew from uh, Melbourne to like Sydney to Hawaii to Los Angeles to Calgary and then to Toronto and got a caught a bus from the airport all the way out to Niagara. He was absolutely. He'd spent like forty hours in commuting oh to get there. Oh he fell god. asleep outside the sundown of the next yeah, day. I remember you telling this. Yeah. Story. And he woke up with no money in his. Uh, he, had, he, he had no money. He had no idea where he was. He was jet lagged, and uh, he got back to the hotel somehow. I can't remember, but oh, uh, I think Zach Galifianakis picked him up with uh, Ed Helms. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that was that was tough on old Louis there. But uh, he made it. He made. Okay, it. were there women there? No, like no, not no. the strippers. No, I mean they weren't. It wasn't. That I said women are forbidden, but it was just more sort of unsaid. Like, I mean. The girls did something themselves, and mm-hmm. all the mm-hmm. boys just went down to Niagara because a couple of the boys who flew in, they came in with their wives or girlfriends or whatever, and they all just went off. No, no one, no one said, oh, "I want to come with the boys." They were like, "The girls are going to do their thing," and the boys did their thing. Hmm. Yeah, and by, and by the way, I would say that's like probably ninety-five percent yeah. of bachelor parties are not are gender. Yeah, certainly not one of the opposite sex. That's where I think it's a. But I, what I think if you had a. What if your best friend growing up was a girl? Yeah, but okay, it, she wasn't. So it, I'm just <laughs> like, I'm just saying, if there's one, I think it makes it a little uncomfortable. If there's more than one, then they've got you know, then it makes it easier. Like I would never go on by myself on a women's like. Okay. Yeah. Bachelor. But why not? Like what that. if? What if you're. Again, I know that you're like the a way, White Matt. House press secretary. You don't deal in hypotheticals. Yeah. But if if you can, for a second, do an imagination. Yeah. Sounds like fun. Yeah. I, I, w- I wouldn't go if it was me and twenty women who you know they're all they got the penis straws and all that sort of stuff and they're giggling away. I just no, it's fine. Let them have their night. You know. By the way, Matt, I just want to say. I mean, yeah. we've, we've talked about farting around your wife. Now you're pro- yeah. proposing about like a bachelor party. Is there something uh-huh. else you want to tell us here? I mean, are you planning? Are you trying to find out as well? Like, what should I do? What's what these days is the is the done thing as a bachelor party or what? These questions are submitted. 
and I take the ones that I think will spark uh, the I, I, most I want to ask Jilly. I've got to ask Jilly a couple of questions here because I, uh, I, I think you're I think you're using these shows to just decide when to propose, when you're allowed wow. to fart, what the bachelor party rules are these days. <laughs> when I can do the limbo. Exactly. Exactly. At the wedding, can we do the limbo? Yeah, all these things. So could I stand? Uh, so you think you think I'm like this is my rehearsal. I, I think I, th- I think you're, I think you're just sort of uh, yeah scouting for information. You're like I wonder what I should do these days. So yeah. Well, I do have I do have female friends. No, well, so do I. I have tons of female friends. I mean, it's not. Well, why did you it- invite one of them to your bachelor party? Why would you invite one? The clo- well, I if someone is super close to you, like maybe they would be close enough to be in your wedding party, or in the normal course of things, like they would be. One of your best friends that you yeah. would see well, the most that, often. I, Isn't it weird to exclude them? No, I, that's why I wouldn't invite just one. I would say, okay, here are the four girls that I'm going to invite, and I'd invite them. I wouldn't just say, I've got these girlfriends. You're the one who I'm only going to invite. I'm not going to invite the others. Why? Why wouldn't you then say, I'll invite you, and then so so you don't feel uncomfortable? I invite three or four of the other girls that they may know as well. I just wouldn't do one yeah, by themselves. But why are you putting it on them? They they may feel entirely comfortable. Yeah, but I don't think some of my friends would. Like, I think that's the other thing. Because I was at a bachelor party one night, it was all men, and one girl just turned up. Uh-huh. And you could just tell it sort of changed the atmosphere. It was like, oh, people like, well, we weren't expecting be, her. Because I think the traditional thing of a bachelor party is you want to segregate the genders so that the men can behave Badly and not be not feel judged. <laughs> yeah, I would. And maybe yeah. that the woman would be more likely to to snitch and break um, what has been referred to as the bro code. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say it's necessarily <laughs> they want to behave badly. I just think that they. Oh come on! No, men I don't think behave that like. I mean, I've seen many a bachelor party where no, not people I know, but <laughs> men behave. <laughs> <laughs> like assholes. I, I agree. Some some men do, not all, but some. Sure, and they and don't want women there to exactly. observe them doing. Yeah, because they might be friends with the man's partner or wife or whoever as well. Sure. So, yeah. Yeah. That, and that's why I think if it's one girl, then men are, are going to be like, oh, there's eyes out here tonight. Now, whatever they do is up to them. It doesn't bother me what they do. But I'm just saying if there's multiple women, then I think men are going to be a bit more at ease because it's like, well, there's a lot of girls here rather than just the one. Okay, so I feel like you're saying not good to this concept. Well, again, one, no. Multiple, fine. Okay. Let's yeah, we're talking about Tassie. so many different things, though. A buck and doe party is... A buck and doe... I'm sure a lot of people out there are saying, what the hell is a buck and doe party? Because I feel... It's not an American term. Oh, isn't it? Yeah, I guess no, not. It's like a Canadian slash British term. Or ja- Jack and... Jack and Jilly. Jack and Jill. Yeah, Whoa. back to Jack and Jilly. Ah, Jilly. That, oh, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the... You're probably listening to this now, and I'm, I'm probably getting texts that she's <laughs> probably not super happy. But, okay, continue. Yeah. She's uh, expecting a ring tonight, Matt. Trust me. That, that'll be your... Uh, whatever whatever she said, whatever mood she's in tonight, just get ready to propose in case you need to, okay? Yeah, it's, okay. and it, it's... Yeah. And they're probably, whether it's a Jack and Jill or a Buck and Doe, they're probably... A lot of them are held because... Couple say, why would why should we have two separate parties? Why should we have a bachelor and a bachelorette? Which totally makes sense. I, I get that part, um, but then call it. I would call it an engagement party. I like that but, term better. Okay. I, I guess the difference is that I didn't really think about this before, but an engagement party is boom right away. Like you get sure. engaged, the engagement party happens. Then months could go by till the wedding, and yes. then the bachelor party is closer to the wedding. Yes, that's yeah. Uh huh. So it's a timing thing. Right. So you're, but so on, on the limited question of inviting one member of the opposite sex to bachelor, bachelorette, 
You are. Uh, oh, I'm. I'm good. I'm good. Okay, you're Sorry, good. I'm entirely good with that. Um, I think uh, you mentioned Marge sent in the first topic about farting around your partner. <laughs> yeah. Uh, our friend Marge, your friend Marge, would she be in your if you had a bachelor party? Marge can come, I assume. Uh, but you're yeah, not- I mean, I don't want to have a bachelor party, but yeah. But uh, my friend Charles, when he got married and he had a bachelor party, he invited her and she went. Was she the only one? Yes. Mm. Okay. She had fun. Huh? Great. Everybody had fun. It wasn't at Niagara Falls, though, which you called a punishment, I believe, Matt. I think that sort <laughs> well, of slipped was in, under the this radar. This was in Nashville, Tennessee, which is uh, wow. a wonderful town. So you hated my bachelor party is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> Niagara Falls you know, was funny, a punishment. It was looking, just one um, night as well. When well, it's someone's birthday in the group chat, we often try to find, like, you know, bad, embarrassing pictures. And I was looking back, and I found pictures, a couple pictures of um, of your bachelor party. Did bring back some memories of mm-hmm. that uh that bus from Toronto to Niagara Falls. Mm-hmm. That's all I'll say about that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Anyways, so, oh, there's sorry, nothing wrong with fucking does. There's nothing wrong with Jack and Jill's. There's nothing wrong with them. What about Jilly's for a bachelor party in Toronto? <laughs> I, think it's, I think that broke the code. Not the bro code, but actual laws, and it shut down. Ah, <laughs> no, they shut it down. It just shut down. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Tassie. And the people, what are they saying? Fifty-six percent said, "Not good." Not wow. good. Okay, they they want to keep the the gender separate. All right, I'm hmm. actually not surprised about that. All right, final topic here. Using the Borat voice, <laughs> is this good? <laughs> Does anyone need a refresher on what this is? Or oh, please. <laughs> okay. Well, I didn't. Uh, okay, you know, like uh, <laughs> Borat, the Sasha Baron Cohen character. Oh. Uh, the movie came out in 2006. I think the character was introduced, at least in America, in the early 2000s. So we're talking about at least a 16-year-old reference here when people say, nice, or yeah. my wife, or great success. <laughs> Is this good? 100% I, good. I say it's good. Okay. Okay, so it's a dated reference, but it doesn't bother you. Lee, it's funny that you've been accusing me of trying to find out surreptitiously things through the other topics, because this topic was not sent in. I put it in because I was like, I can't believe I still use this voice all the time. Mm. Like, if someone came up to me and did a Napoleon Dynamite voice, I'd be like, what? Or, or like said Schwing to me, or uh, was, was a real Lee Ellis and said like, uh, did, what, did you give me an Austin Powers, Lee? Like, a, do I make you horny? Yeah, do I like make that. you horny, baby? Uh, yeah. I mean, that's probably... I'd be like, that's not very cool. No, but I yeah, mean, I that's, that's 25 years now when you're thinking, uh, when you're talking Austin Powers. I mean, the thing is, like, I think it's great with Tass. It's that reference whenever Tass says my wife, you, you know, it becomes my wife. General public, I don't think you just. I just think it's the time has moved on from. Uh, yeah, like same with Austin Powers. I think it's sort of you know, it, it's 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 old now. So outside of my wife, I don't think you hear it very often. I don't think you hear it very nice or anything. Do you? Just in general? No, no. Yeah. I mean, I only still, hear I only hear my wife again in this <laughs> confines of this uh, podcast. So you never say it. No, because I never really enjoyed Borat. I, I like Sasha Baron Cohen, but I never really enjoyed Borat the movie. So it was never a big hit for me. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. I think the only, I mean, not the only, but I think maybe the number one thing about getting married would be able to start saying my wife more. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Ain't, you ain't um, wrong about that. Okay. Yeah, and that's, JD, and that's you've, what, you've said it. You say it. I say it all the time. My, my Wi-Fi network is called oh, yeah. Borat Voice, my Wi-Fi. <laughs> 
it's true. just classic. True. It's yeah. classic. I, I have a special place in my heart for Borat. I, I went to see the movie at Midnight Madness at TIFF. He arrived uh, on a cart with his donkey with him on the cart being pulled by four babushka type uh, women. Uh, and I was sitting next to, I had Larry Charles, the director oh, on one wow. side of me and Michael Moore was sitting right behind Larry Charles. Uh, and then the film broke halfway through the first act and all hell broke loose. This was like, it was almost one in the morning at this point. And, uh, uh, Michael Moore, uh, I have friend uh, friends who worked at TIFF. He got into the projection booth, apparently made the problem worse. He was trying to help. He made it worse. Uh, Larry Charles was furious. I've never seen a man so angry in my life. Wow. Uh, he's the, the director. He's the director. Uh, you know, one of my heroes. Uh, he directed hundreds Seinfeld of Seinfelds. Uh, curb. He does Curb. Yeah. Uh, anyways, um, and then... Sasha Baron Cohen came up on the stage and riffed in character for about 25 minutes. Uh, and I actually had to leave. They ended up fixing it eventually, but I had to go because Lincoln had just been born, uh, you know, uh, three months beforehand. It was my, my first foray out of the house uh, by myself. Uh, and uh, yeah, so I, I love the character. I love Sasha Baron Cohen. Uh, again, special place in my heart, so I will never stop... Uh, quoting not only Borat, but Bruno as well. Uh, you know, and uh, it's great. So uh, using the Borat uh, voice, it's nice. I, I suppose that's sort of, uh, it's that's, now Giannis now, right? Yeah, it's, that's uh, a Giannis, Giannis line from now, our so. first interview. But, but uh, um, JD, would you say that uh, that night seeing the movie was a great success? <laughs> <It> was absolutely. <laughs> How many Borats uh, were there in the end? Did they only do Great two? success. Yeah, uh, okay. <laughs> if, if you're if you're watching on YouTube now, uh, and or if you're listening to the podcast, I should say we're showing a picture of Borat in the sort of testicle suspender mankini. It's like that neon green thing that he wears. Looks photoshopped. I think this is not good because I've seen this. This is sort of like a thing now that people will wear on the beach as a gag. Yeah, I'd like to. I actually, speaking of bachelor parties, went to a bachelor party in Austin, Texas, where the guy that I was planning it with said. You know, we plan the whole thing, and then he's like, okay, and then Sunday when we wake up before we leave, there's a 5K fun run in Austin, okay? So I'm going to buy us all Borat mankinis. We'll put them on, and we'll go run the 5K. I'm like, that, that's the dumbest idea I've ever heard. No way we're doing that. And he was so adamant about it that I was just like, fine, let him buy these mankinis, because I guarantee you this, after a night of drinking on Friday and Saturday, no one's waking up on Sunday mm -hmm. early to run a 5K. Like, he'll just get iced out on this. So he, so I ended up with, I have, I have like 10 Borat mankinis buried in a box somewhere. <laughs> wow. So was your objection more to running the 5K or wearing the Both. mankini? Both. Why would I, like, sorry, I, I would never wear one. I, I'm not, I, I don't take my shirt. I, I would swim in a t-shirt, Tassie, okay? <laughs> we could have, uh, we could have used those for one of our, uh, Halloween episodes on the on the starters there, Matt. One time we could have all all four of us. Would you have worn that? Sure, why not? <laughs> I don't know because you complained about having to wear a wetsuit which covers your entire body. That was that constricting. Was the yeah, mankini yeah. is not constricting. No, no, yeah. no. The complete opposite. Yeah. Well, these big, two biggest complaints I think have been 
having trapped wind and wearing that. <laughs> oh, that's right. The oh, wetsuit. Imagine having wet trapped suit. wind in a in a, in a wet neoprene suit, yeah. suit. It was trapped body odor in a wetsuit. That's what it was. <laughs> it was gross. Uh, what are the people saying? Uh, 68%, 69% just ticked up. Uh, nice. Saying nice. It's, uh, nice. Saying it's, uh, it is nice. They're saying it's good. So, uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Good, yeah. And, and you know what's fun? Um, when someone gives you like a good piece of information in a, in a, a group chat or in a text, write back wah-wah-wee-wah. It's great. <laughs> yeah. There's sort of I, no other word that, that encompasses that feeling. Sort of, yeah. I've sort of lost that. That I feel like my wife is the only one that's around us. Yeah. Like, like you dropped some great ones. Wawa Wee was a great one. Um, I, I actually, amongst my friends, they've been using the word Aladdin, uh, which is from <laughs> his his movie The Dictator. Mm. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Which means neither positive nor negative. It's like a not bad, come see, come saw kind of thing. Okay. So a lot of uh, COVID questions. Hey, did you, did you test positive? Take the test. Yeah, Aladdin. Just just a <laughs> screw around. Nothing, yeah. Neither neither here nor there. But uh, yeah, Borat. I I love the Borat. I love that humor. Yeah. Same. I mean, we have. Okay. Well. Yep. We came to about as close as consensus as we could on that one. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Um, JD, if you're ready, it's time for Subjective Trivia. Subjective Trivia. It's just like regular trivia, except only I know the answer. (laughs) So going back to talking about uh, bachelor parties and your partner, today's Subjective Trivia question is about love. But before I ask you the question, You're I have to know. You're definitely getting married soon, Matt. There's no <laughs> <Okay>. question. <laughs> How familiar are you three with the love languages? The five love languages? Uh, slightly. Uh, you, we, I only know what I know from you, Matt. You, uh, okay. you walked Rachel and I through it one time. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah. I, I don't remember that. Okay, yeah. Tassie, have you heard of them? Yeah, I mean, through hearsay. Never went through them myself. Okay, Lee, I assume never heard of them. No, that used to be one of my old gags, though, that I only spoke two languages, English and the language of love. It was a big hit back in the day, but uh, I don't really know what you're talking about. Yeah, bring it back. Yeah, that holds up. Yeah, yeah, it it, it certainly did well with the, uh, like in Peru with Roxana's friends, you know, Mm. how's your Spanish? Oh, not good, but I I do speak two languages, you know. Oh, really? Yeah. So, you know, that's great, but just haven't had, haven't haven't brought it out for a long time. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, well, J.D., why don't you throw up the slide there, and I'll, I'm going to walk you through them. All right, so, uh, Lee, what you're looking at here yep. are the five love languages. So, um, basically, the premise is that 
we all experience love differently and how you experience it may be different than how your partner experience it. So these love languages help you figure out how you want love shown to you. So Lee, I'm going to, I'm going to walk you through them. And okay. when I explain each one, maybe you give me um, an example of what one of these would be. So for instance, acts of service, that's when your partner goes out of their way to make your life easier by doing a certain task. So what would that be? As an example, uh, I mean, doing uh, doing all the laundry in the house. Uh, yes. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect yeah. example. Okay. Gifts. So you feel most loved when people give you a visual symbol of love. So that one's easy. What an example? Like for me, it's not flowers or, or chocolate. It's more like, hey, here's tickets to Coldplay, or here's something that you like. She's gonna go because you give standing or sitting. No, always standing. If you give if you give flowers or chocolate, they've got a they've got basically like oh that's all you could think of. Whereas if it's Coldplay, it's like oh my god, that's what I want. Yes. <laughs> okay. Great, great example. Yeah. Words of affirmation. That's verbal or written acknowledgments of affection, compliments, appreciation, and encouragement. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously, the, you know, I, I took my Spanish my vows in Spanish when I got married, uh, so I spoke it all in Spanish to Roxana when we exchanged our vows. I thought that was uh, a way of showing her how committed I was. Oh, so you do speak more than two. It was written. Though. I had to read it, but I practiced and practiced and practiced, and uh, yeah, okay. I read them. Uh, I would say that this is. I mean. Uh, not say not, not just doing it when you're getting married, but I would say yeah. this is a more constant like, hey, you look great today. Hey, um, uh, you know, thanks so much for helping me with this or you're really killing it at work or you're doing so great with the kids or, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, quality time, actively spending time with someone, giving them your unv- undivided attention. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like on the couch and no no phones or distractions nearby or, or you okay. know. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. Good. And then physical touch, physical signs of affection and intimacy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very important, this one. Um, learning uh, about, you know, from your partner when the right time to just have a snuggle is and uh, uh-huh. when the right time to uh, up the ante is because uh, it varies throughout okay. uh, throughout time. And I think it's important to know the right time to just be like, today's just a snuggle. That's all it is. Okay. Well, it's interesting you said that that one's very important because the question is, I need you to rank the five love languages from best to worst. Ooh. Okay. So number one is the best love language. Number five is the worst. And as always, they're written here on okay. this piece of okay. paper. Can you so bring I'm it back? Is this me yeah, or everyone? Or is... It's Andrew. No, you guys oh, okay. Okay. Can we put up that diagram together. from yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. LexiCleanKitchen.com yeah. up again, <laughs> yeah. please? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks to LexiCleanKitchen. Yeah. If, if you're listening along, LexiCleanKitchen.com has provided us with this graphic. I've always... I always hear physical touch again. I, I never physical touch is the one that always like seeps into my brain because that's the one's important to me. Yeah, I right. think I'm going quality time first. I think giving your partner the attention where you are completely like right. If you you know showing me something, talk to me like we're doing something, you know, arranging something with the kids. If they know you've they've got your attention and they feel that you're like giving it to them, I think that's extremely but important. This is, this is Matt. Does Matt care? About quality time. Tass is Tass understands what subjective trivia yeah, is. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. Matt. Huh. I think words of affirmation, I think, will be important to Matt. I don't think... Okay, give, so that's number one? Well, I'm throwing it high. Hold on, high. hold on. So uh, this is you receiving, right, Matt? Correct. Okay. I'm throwing words of me. affirmation and physical touch and acts of service. I don't know which one would be top three for me. Well, I... I th- 
I think, like I say, quality time is probably number one for me then. I, I think, I think, yeah. honestly... Lee acts doesn't of, understand what subjective trivia is. I think acts of service and physical touch are coming in next because if you if you just know, you've, you know your wife needs something done or you do it without asking, without looking for praise, without looking for credit, if uh-huh. you just do something you know that they, you know, is going to see as important without any questioning or without any like, hey, did you see I did this? I think that's important as well. Mm. Uh-huh. Okay, so are you going to start? Are you ready to start ranking? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, I... Okay, I'm, I, I, let me throw this out there. Gift giving is the least. Yes, not important. I agree. Right? I agree. Okay, so I'm putting that number five. That's yes. number five. Yeah. Okay. Okay, what's number one then, guys? And then we'll fill in the... Well, part. so I'll just I'll just go backwards a little bit this again. This is Matt, remember? Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> well, I'm trying... Yeah, I think words are, are actually second here because, again, I think actions are, are way stronger than words. I think you can say whatever you want, but if you do something, they feel that more than just saying, hey, yeah. babes, I love yeah, you. Yeah, but he doesn't care. Quality time's yeah. not number one for Matt. That's that's for sure. Really? Yeah. I don't think so. It's either words of affirmation, acts of service, or physical touch. I know that's... that's... Uh, okay, we got to decide here. No, guys. no, let's not decide. Let's just sit here. <laughs> what is what are What are Jill's Mm. Love languages. That's the important part here. Um, well, that's that's not. It's not relevant. This it's not is, relevant this to this discussion. So this is what Jill should be thinking. So this is what Matt's going to basically <laughs> submit to Jill <laughs> that's yeah. and say, "This is the order, babes." Uh, we, we, we've talked about this already. Okay, she's okay. not going to be finding this out for the first time in this podcast. The only oh, thing man. she's getting for the first time tonight is a fart. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I think okay, so. Gift giving is number five. I think acts of service and quality time are three, four. Okay. For me, somewhere. Quality time is three, acts of service four, or vice okay, versa. Okay, I'm writing this down. Quality. Quality time, go three, acts of yeah. service four. Okay. Um, words of affirmation, then physical touch, I think. for me. That's my guess. So physical okay. touch, number one. Number two, number two. Number I'm, two, number two yeah. Oh, okay, all right. Okay, so, so to review, you're saying number one, words of affirmation, yep. number two, physical touch, yep. number three, quality time, number four, acts of service, number five, gift giving. Yeah. I That's want... incorrect. I, I didn't, it's tough to get. You got to get five in a row. <laughs> can I swap quality time and acts of service? You can, but it's not going to get you there. Here's the answer. Number one, acts yeah. of service. Number okay. two and three are very, very close, but I would say words of affirmation, two, physical touch, three, quality time, four, and you are absolutely correct. Gift giving is the worst love language. Although it looks like you wrote quaffs. C-O-I-F-F-S. Queefs. <laughs> I wrote queefs. Is, is still in the top five, but it's, it's yeah. not above five. Yeah. yeah, and you are the master quaff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, so. I, I agree with Lee in his reasoning that, um, you know, actions speak louder than words. Mm. So instead of hearing that I'm cared for, I, I guess I like to show be shown. It. Yeah. yeah. You, you put so that's, quality that's time. That's my number one. You put quality time four though, but I hear it. I put quality time four because I don't know. I guess I, I guess it's it's that's such a vague Yeah. Yeah. It's like it can be I, tied I into it, acts of service yeah. in a way. Well because some people think like quality time is like um you plan a date for the person and then you go and there's a, a dove flies out of your suit jacket and, and it's the most romantic thing. I'm a magician. And other people are just, just like, any time we spend together, we could be running errands together, is, is as long as we're together, that's quality time. Right. Um, maybe I've been scarred by people that think, oh, the only time that counts is time when it's like this big pre-planned date thing, which I think is... Interesting. Is bullshit. Mm, but okay, yeah. well, do you want to... Everyone just give me your number one. JD? Uh, let me, sorry, I gotta look at the thing again. 
I got too much going on over here. Uh, let's see. Number one for me? Yeah. Just give me the, the biggest. What what? How do you like to receive love from Rachel? Well, I think quality time is number one for me. Okay. Uh, you know, but uh, it's not a performative thing for either of us. It's just yeah. time for uh, the two of us to go to dinner or even just have a quiet coffee or, you know, just spend spend quality time with one another. Um, I think that's number one for me. And I agree with you as well. Gift giving would be the the like the the worst. The worst. Yeah. yeah it's okay. the worst. Tassie? Mm, yeah, it's it's acts of service and quality time. Okay. They go hand in hand. It's, it's Have you discussed this with Danielle? No. That's okay. our, our maybe love this is something for Lee, maybe everyone taught me a lot today. Maybe this is something you guys can take back to your relationship. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe, yes. Uh, but yeah. I, so what are you saying that people need to discuss this? I think it is honestly. I mean, it's it's. I understand that it's hokey, and I don't think it's like scientifically backed in any way. I don't think it's but hokey. But it, it is an important. interesting revelation to understand that, like, just because acts of ser- the way that I experience love is someone doing things, for someone else, they might just want to hear, uh, you know, constant words of affirmation, just to know they're doing great, just mm. and that's how they experience it. And and if I, like, to me, it would blow my mind if my partner's number one way they experienced love was being bought gifts in a sense it's easy because like that's the easiest thing to do but i wouldn't i would never assume that so if someone told me like gift giving is how i experience love first of all i would break up with them but um (laughs) well it would would just be good to know jill's Jill's got to take something back tomorrow to the shop then (laughs) yeah (laughs) all right lily what's your number quality time for sure and and again i'll just i'll just extend it to attention to your partner because uh I know in the past sometimes if I've been talking and, you know, you're scrolling your phone or you're distracted, that can really annoy your partner if it's something important you're talking about. So it's like, right, I've realized, phone down, boom, give me your attention. And that's important. That's very important, the communication. I always thought, I couldn't agree more. I, I always thought Danielle's homepage, AlexisCleanKitchen.com, was because she <laughs> cooks. And she's a chef, but I guess she was just trying to tell me that um, she wants more gifts. <laughs> gift card. What about that? Gift card versus a gift. There you go. There's a whole, a whole new debate. What a, what a sweet way to end the show. Everyone listening, you know, just figure out what your love language is. Talk to your partner. Find out what their love language is. Maybe it'll do something. Start farting in front of them. Maybe yeah. that'll make things better. <laughs> if you're about to get married, get do it together. Throw your bachelor yeah, parties get married together. together. Who That's knows? Go to a concert. Stand. <laughs> sit during the slow songs. <laughs> Don't do the limbo. You're teaching us things, Matt. You're and te- say, my wife. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, let me let me add in Greg Stapleton's uh, comment from the stream team, because I think all five of us put gift giving down at number five. But Greg Stapleton mentions it, it's not about the gifts. It's about a feeling of love by giving somebody yeah. a gift so it's it's an act yeah no shit greg that's why it's one of the fucking love languages have you yeah. been listening yeah but it but but it's 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 an act of service as well like it's that's why they're oh, all tied in yeah oh come they're, on they're, they're tied they're in watertight compartments don't start oh, permeating right. them together yeah you need to talk about it then you got a problem in your relationship you guys should, you should just know no you should talk about it well, okay. if you have topics, tweet them to me at Starters Matt or email us at isthisgoodpod at gmail.com. Um, do you guys have anything to promote? Um, can, uh, also, I saw this in the stream team before uh, before I move on. Can we call Marge our buddy Marge? Yeah, let's, let's do that. 
<laughs> yeah, sure. Our buddy March, great. Uh, as far as things we've got to promote, well, yesterday we had on Kelly Dwyer to open some old baseball packs. That was a lot of fun. Is This Breaks did a good uh, top 10 corners of Is the effort. Did you Is This Breaks? Oh, breaks. my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh my God! <laughs> Is this breaks? Is this breaks? Is this breaks? <laughs> uh, we had no breaks in this show, did we? No, we didn't. We survived. Maybe we had dynamic breaks. <laughs> well, we soon will find out. Anyways. Is this breaks also did a show? Yeah. It's, it's called No Breaks. Top ten corners. That was good. Great. Really, broke really, down really his top good. ten corners in F one tracks. Okay, and to help you out, I'll say no breaks is in its own feet. Is that not correct? That is correct. You're you're so right about that. (laughs) Okay, anyone have anything else before we go? Uh, We're going to a baseball game. That should be fun. We'll do a show on it next week. Don't Don't have your bachelor party in Vegas, Matt. Whatever you do, have it somewhere else. Okay. Hey, a topic for a future episode. Uh, Thanks for listening for everyone. I'm Matt Austin, and this (laughs) was good. (laughs) We'll see you next week. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.